Hi, beautiful people. This is Beamy Shavery, and I'm here with your daily dose of energy. This is going to be your April 2021 Astrological Overview Part 2. If you have not listened to Part 1, that means you are beyond knee deep in the elements and you're probably confused on what the heck is going on. I suggest you listen to Part 1, okay? Now, for those of you who are caught up and you are here, you've been waiting, you've been anticipating, you've even been emailing me, asking me where part two is because I told you in part one that I would be giving you a part two and you guys are so eager to figure out what's happening. This is it. I'm here. This is your part two. You can get your pen and your paper and your tea and your water, your coffee, whatever it is you're drinking so that you can process because we are officially in Taurus season by the time you listen to this um will probably be a week before Taurus season begins because I am recording this prior to because that's just how I work elemental wise I like to speak what I know see what I feel express how I feel before it actually occurs so that I could go back and kind of pinpoint where I anticipated this happening, right? To kind of keep myself in check and keep myself aware, but et cetera, so on. That's neither here nor there. Get yourself together. We are about to dive deep in the second part of April. We are, by the time you listen to this, in tar season. Officially, tar season begins on the twin on the 19th. We have Mercury that is in Taurus. I spoke about that on part one. So speak about, uh, spoke about that. And I also spoke about the entering into tar season and how it is slightly, <laughs> not slightly, it is significantly different than Aries season, but it is so, so, so impactful because it is on a deep, deep, deep level. It's not, you're not able to escape. You're not able to run from it. It's just here in your face and you got to deal with it, right? So For those of you who are slightly confused about astrology, you don't really know a lot about astrology, um, I do suggest you listen to my episodes that go deeper into the astrological elements and the placements and all of that, and they're titled accordingly. But in each episode each month, I do speak about the astrological overview because astrology is my thing. I love astrology. I've been studying since I was 15 years old. And so... It's a way to incorporate everything that's been happening, everything that is happening into our day to day lives. And I mean, people like it. I I love you guys. I love your support. Thank you so much for um, making sure that I stay consistent with this because it's something that you guys like the most. So here we go. We're on part two. And I'm going to go into briefly about the astrology as far as breaking down the planets. Um, I typically do give an explanation about the energy surrounding the planets and how it affects us in a interpersonal way. So you won't be too confused if you're thinking, oh my God, this is another astrology lingo. I don't know. You will know. I will explain it and I'll go into details a little bit for you so that you can understand as well as the astrological signs. Now, if you are a Taurus, you may not act like other Taurians, right? You may act like an Aries because you have an Aries moon or whatever. So your birth chart is what is going to tell you what exactly you are 
embodying energetically, but we all have all signs. Like we're all mixed up with all different signs. So your birth chart is a more of a blueprint of that. However, your sun sign, which is the sign that is about self, it is about how you are seen. It is about how others see you, what, you know, what your highest version of you looks like to the world, right? And so that is when we speak about, oh, I'm a Taurus or, oh, I'm a Cancer or, oh, I'm an Aries. They're speaking typically about their sun sign, but they could really be acting more like a Scorpio or they can act more like a Sagittarius because that's their moon sign. Their moon sign is their emotions. Um, it shows, you know, how they deal with emotions, how they express their emotions. And it could also be their Venus sign. Their Venus sign could be in, um, Capricorn. Venus is how, is love is how you, what you're attracted to, what you like, how you like to express yourself, how you receive love, how you give love, how you fall in love, how you are financially what your idea of money is etc and so on aesthetics etc right so i'm not going to get into a, a dungeon of that because i will because again as i told you guys this is my thing this is the episode that is going to speak solely about the placements that are occurring right now into the end of april so we're on part two part one please listen to because you will need to understand what we have, what, what's really going on and the energy that you're probably already in because, um, this Taurian energy doesn't really kick in until the week after it actually starts. So yeah, but let's talk about Taurus season, right? Let's go into what Taurus season is. Taurus season is from April 20th to April 19th, April 20th to May 20, May 21st, depending on where you are in the hemisphere, Northern hemisphere, it is the 20th. So, okay, 19th, 20th. So, Taurus, right? Taurus is a sign that typically is seen as stubborn, typically seen as uh, bullheaded, right? Very solid, strong, practical, very patient. I'm not going to say that they're not patient. They're very patient master builders, right? Very strategic because they are focused on the depth of something. They're focused on the stability. How does this make sense in the long term? How does this help me long term? Um, they're very quiet in nature, typically very sensual in nature. They're ruled by Venus. So this is an energy that is going to stimulate the Venetian part of us all. It's going to make us more keen and keen to what it is we're attracted to, how we express our attraction, how we are aesthetically pleasing and or how we are trying to improve those part of ourselves. So Taurus is also very much so about structure. They don't like chaotic. And this Aries season was, was gearing us up for some very chaotic type of energy. And so Taurus doesn't really like that kind of energy. It, all over the place, doing too much, moving forward without really thinking about what, because it is a very slow moving, slow burning, deeply penetrating, very strategic type of sign. And so entering into Taurus season, is going to do a lot of lot of stimulating stimulating you sexually stimulating you sensually stimulating you aesthetic wise stimulating your 
way of approach, stimulating your taste buds. What are you um, liking? What do you want to venture into? It can also give this scorpionic type of energy because it's very, very alluring, but it is very mysterious at the same time. So if Aries is the sign that symbolizes the newborn baby, the babies, right? Then Taurus is the little toddler who has not yet learned language, but explores the world through the senses, right? So it can't speak, doesn't quite know how to express verbally, but it expresses through its senses, how it smells, how it looks, how it feels, um, those type of Ways. So when you're dealing with the Taurus or you're in the Taurian energy, you will notice that those parts of yourself are more stimulated more than the communicative part, because that's not how a Taurian typically operates. They're very quiet in nature and they don't verbalize very well or often unless required to. Right. So let's think about Mercury which is the planet that is going into Taurus as of the time you're reading this, the 19th, or listening to this, the 19th. Taurian in Mercury, okay? So I just explained to you that Taurus are not very good. They don't prefer to speak communicatively. They would like to converse through body language, right? And so Mercury is the planet that rules communication, not just verbally, but communication when you're talking about traveling, when you're talking about writing, when you're talking about how you express yourself sensually, sexually. Um, A lot of people communicate through art. So it's about allowing your Taurian nature, your natural innate ability um, to connect and communicate effectively in a space that is typically accustomed to verbalizing everything, right? And that's uncomfortable for a Taurian, but once they find their niche and they find their way, it becomes like second nature. It's just them showing up as themselves, which is the ultimate idea, right? Just show up as yourself and you'll find your pattern, you'll find your routine. So with Mercury going into Taurus, after all of this fire and all of this, explosiveness and the, the the undercurrents that are bubbling it's really allowing time to go within to take things more slow to really sit and be grounded in what you have experienced what you have seen and how that has affected you and being able to express that in a way that is cohesive to who you are at the core This is all about security, knowing and being confident in what you say, what you what you think, how you express yourself, how you show up and how you are perceived. Right. This is all about evolution of self. But also, more importantly, it is about the deviling into yourself internally and being able to express that in a way that is coherent to the world. Now. With Taurus season, coming out of Aries season, Taurus season is slow. Taurus season is very much so about 
being grounded, logically thinking this through, allowing it to practically play out. Um, Taurus has a very good uh, ability to concentrate. So with Mercury going into Taurus, we're in Taurus season. This is a very necessary change from the high intensity, reckless, optimistic, super, super, super passionate and intense energy of Aries season. Okay, so we have the sun in Taurus, which is how you're seen, how you're viewed, how you're experiencing life, how you're showing up. We have Mercury entering into Taurus, which is how you communicate, how you express yourself, how you come off, how you engage with other people in a communicative way. Then on the 23rd, we have Mars, the planet of fire. This planet loves to be in it's it's very optimistic remember mars is just was just in gemini square neptune and pisces so it's a very intense it loves to be in a space mars is ruled mars rules aries so it loves to be in a space where it is absolutely going taking the lead going for what it knows not really thinking too much about what the emotion of it is just going 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 until it's forced to sit once that fire burns out once that energy de- de- devils down, it finally is in a space to where it can process, but it doesn't process first. It goes. And so with Mars that is accustomed to being in it, that's the planet of making shit happen. It's an authoritative energy. It is a, it is a very uh, masculine type of, of, of space, right? It is entering into cancer. Now I'm a cancer. Hi. <laughs> Cancer's. And when I say I'm a Cancer, I mean I'm a Cancer, Sun, Moon, Venus, and Mercury. So this is all me, okay? My rising is in Pisces. So, and my North and South nodes, Gemini and Sagittarius. But anyway, I'm a lot of water, and Cancer is me. That is who I am, right? I love, love, love everything about family. I'm a nurturer. I am very much so uh, emotionally intelligent. I'm a a person who navigates through emotions easily because it is a part of who I am. It is my, is, is my first nature. Right. Um, but with Mars entering into cancer, because there's so much duality to a cancer, that's another thing. People don't understand that cancer and energy is very complex. It's not as easy as oh they're emotional like you have you don't even I don't even talk to people who say things like that because it's clear to me that you don't know anything about a cancer yes we're emotional but everyone's emotional you have to really understand the emotional depth and and the understanding and I have episodes about that too so you guys may want to go and do a little binging but anyway a cancerin is a very complex energy Okay, but with Mars entering into Cancer, Cancer is all about internal. It's all about home life. It's all about being around those that you love, really being able to devil into what you feel, um, expressing how you feel. That putting uh, Mars in Cancer puts the Cancer in a very in their in their shadowy space, right? Because just like we have that high vibe and that beautiful light, you know, loving, we'll give you the shirt off our back. If we need to type of energy, we also have that other part of us that's like cutthroat. Um, 
It can be very deceptive. It can be very mysterious. It can be cold. It can be isolated. It can be very much aloof. And it can also bring this internal balance and this, and this internal, not imbalance. It's an internal imbalance and an internal fight that, um, rolls over into the outer world, right? Because we can become very pessimistic. You can become very much so a negative Nancy, Sue, or Karen. And so you want to be aware of this, right? This can bring up issues with Mars going into cancer. It's not about Mars. It's not about fighting the world. It's about fighting yourself because you think the world is against you, or it could be very well that the world is feeling like it's against you, but you're coming off very aggressive to everyone you encounter because there's an internal battle going on. There's an internal fight that's happening. So during this time, you may feel a lot of internal uh, wars brewing are brewing within yourself. This can bring an emotional imbalance, as I've stated, very much so aggressiveness. This can bring a lot of stress emotionally, mentally, and, em- and physically, and it can also bring an excessive amount of guilt. And I always say that for a lot of people, they don't understand that survivor's guilt is a real thing. Successful guilt is a real thing. These are things that people feel because they feel like, why you, why did you get this opportunity to do something else, to see something else when the world didn't, when everyone else hasn't, when so much has happened to everyone else. So there is a sense of pessimism, but also so this somberness, this, this place of you know, really feeling guilty for being successful or guilty for having a happy relationship or guilty, feel real guilty because your life isn't as bad as other people speak about their own or not that your life isn't as bad, but you choose to see the higher and the greater and the, and you're more gracious towards the, the life that you have than those that you encounter on a daily basis. So this can bring a lot of, um, this can bring a lot of, this either you're your best friend or your worst enemy type of energy. So be very careful that when Mars is in this, this can bring a lot of extremes, extremities with trying to overcompensate, overindulge or overanalyze things that are not really necessary for you to do. You overcompromise in space. You're overcompromising with your existence and your being and your the way you love and the way that you are uh, allowing yourself to be around others and how you're engaging and you're overcompensating in areas that don't require your compensation at all, right? So be very careful about this because this can bring a lot of confusion and and a lot of self-inflicted pain and trauma that's really unnecessary it remember it's a phase and it'll die through just allow yourself to float be like cancer cancer is ruled by the moon as the moon changes so so do the tides in the in in the the currents of the ocean so be very careful um that you don't get stuck in one particular phase. Know that it is ever fleeting. So for everyone who is not a cancer, who does not understand how cancers work and don't know this energy, don't like this energy, not accustomed to the emotional, you know, fluidness that there is in being a cancerian, then this is going to be a very difficult transit for you. And I'm just advising you and giving you a bit of word of advice. Flow, be like water flow. It will pass just like the currents do. But the currents and the currents and the tides of the ocean are ruled by the moon. And as the moon changes and shifts, so do your emotions. Allow it to flow. 
There's a cycle that has to be seen and gone through. Okay. So that's around the 23rd. Um, during the 23rd, we're also going to be in the pre-phase of this full moon in Scorpio. Now, full moon in Scorpio is, is going to be again about release. Um, is also about Scorpio is a sister sign to cancer. So there's a lot of water energy, but the difference in cancer and Scorpio is Scorpio is a very fiery, uh, uh, water energy. So it's not as it'll inflict like cancer will go within and, and be more, um, pessimistic internally and, and feel these things internally without showcasing what it is that they're feeling. But Scorpio will take that out on you. Okay. Scorpio will take out their fears. They'll take out their insecurities. They'll take out all of that on you because they're not going to let you in until they choose to let you in. You don't just naturally get to get in and cancers don't do that either. But with a Scorpio, it's more of a, if I let you in or if I let you close, you still have, you still can get this sting. You know, so when when you're in this Mars and cancer energy and Mars is all about fire, Mars actually likes being in Scorpio because Scorpio is water. But Scorpio is also like a burning water. It's very um, mysterious. It's very mystique. It does not show up as its vulnerable self often or first. So during this time of this full moon, you may feel intense, sensual extremities you may want to really express yourself sexually you may really want to express yourself you may really want to show yourself off to be this very sensual uh, being not because you want to really just be loose but because you just want people to understand um not even that you want people to understand but that you're trying your hardest to process everything that's happening in the only form oh I'm sorry let me drink something Hmm. the only form of expression that you're comfortable with is expression through sensuality because it gives you this form of release it gives you this form of power it gives you this form of control and so during this time with this full moon happening, it is going to bring a lot of, uh, (laughs) you may find yourself being very stimulated. Again, we're in Taurus season. Okay. So you may find yourself being compulsive when it comes to your stimulation and you may find yourself wanting to explore more during this time, deeper, um, darker type of elements of uh, exploration when it comes to your sexuality, when it comes to being sensual, you might not want to actually have the act of sex, but you're interested in different forms of exploring during that, in that, in that form of intimacy. Also, you can find yourself on a, in a place where you're not wanting to really, you're just wanting to do this with yourself. You're not really wanting anyone around you, but you're doing these things with yourself. Um, while you're exploring, I would say if this is self-exploration, I would definitely advise you to be mindful of your prostate. Um, check on your, check your genitals, you know, um, your urethra, 
all of your, your body, your organs, how your body is moving, especially the parts of you that are stimulated. If it comes to like constipation or it comes to gastro and it's coming to, um, your urinary. Remember I told you during the full moon in Aries, it's very important to check these parts of you. Taurus is a very, um, this is a, this is a season where it is about yourself too. It is about looking at yourself. It is about understanding thyself in a multitude of ways. Okay. So your ears, your neck, your nose, your throat, um, be very mindful of these things and pay attention to these things. Be very mindful of how you're spending what you're ex- what you're spending on. You may find yourself wanting to really explore, going to strip clubs more, going to more adult stores more. All these things, um, reading literature that stimulates you mentally, that also connects to you in a, in a sensual way. Learning more about how the body works and how it produces, and all of these different things. So, just be very aware of these parts that you may find yourself wanting to explore and connect with during our season because it is very much so it is very much so going to be heightened especially in our season where our senses are more um sensitive right now also scorpio is not just a sign of sex They say that Taurus and Scorpio are the most sensual and sexual signs. But honestly, um, Scorpio, this full moon in Scorpio could bring up a lot of a lot of spirituality, right? Because Scorpio is a very spiritual sign. It is also a water sign. So it's very deep. It's very highly conscious. It's very aware. And it can also be manipulative if in its lower vibration. So be be very mindful of that. Be very careful and cautious when it comes to that, knowing that how things are progressing, how things are evolving, how things are going. um, You may find yourself deeper into the mystic of world of the world, uh, studying of religion and spirituality on a deeper level, trying to understand things in a different way, going on your own to kind of explore for yourself is what is this energy is going to bring up, which is good, right? But just don't be very mindful of the darkness that lures with these four moons, as well as with it being in Scorpio. So it's going to be a very slow, penetrating, heightened sense, um, very explorative type of moon. So And again, it's about releasing. So if you've had any inhibitions, you may find yourself releasing those inhibitions more free, more open, more busted wide open, more whatever. Right. But just be safe, be careful and understand this could also be in being more um, taking different approaches when it comes to how you spend and where you go, what you're attracted to uh, aesthetic wise, what you want to do. Maybe you want to change the way that you've been approaching your uh, life daily. Maybe you're wanting to change up what you're wearing, how the colors that you wear, the way that you wear your hair, you may find yourself just really wanting a change and deviling into things that bring that change about. So it's not a bad thing. This is just a very energy. This is an energy that you just want to be conscious and cautious in because it does give you the potential of going down in a deep end or going too far to the extreme that you don't even realize you've already been flowing down different tides and you're already in a different space, right? So just be very careful, mindful, and aware. Okay. Um, this full moon is happening on the 12th. 
No, this full moon is happening on the 27th. So after April 23rd, when Mars enters into Cancer, you're going to have more fire energy coming in with this water energy. And this full moon is uh, very masculine. You know, it's full moons are very and masculine. I love masculine energy, so it's not a bad thing. It's just about potency and it's about releasing. It's not gentle. It's about exposure. It's about explosive um, endings at times. I do feel a lot of Uranus and Uranus is currently in, in Aquarius and Aquarius is all about innovation and changing and doing things that are not, um, that are better for the, hum- the better for hum- humanity, but in more innovative ways. So this is a very, um, freeing, very freeing type of space, very freeing type of, um, of energy that you might find yourself in. So it's very important that you just pay attention to what comes up, keep a journal, um, be aware and don't, don't limit yourself from what you want to explore. Just be very careful. Right. Um, on the 25th. So, okay. I skipped. So that's the 27th. We have the full moon in Scorpio. But before we get to that full moon in Scorpio, which I should have waited to tell you guys about the full moon in Scorpio, because the same day we have Pluto going into retrograde in Capricorn. So it's going to be a very difficult. Let me let me just stick on that for a little while. So from the 25th of April to the 27th, we have some major things happening that are going to carry us into May that are going to carry us in the midst that are going to carry us mostly through this Taurus season. And it is not going to be easy to navigate these parts if you are not aware of what's potentially happening. So let's start from the Mars entering into Cancer on the 23rd. I've already explained to you guys the dynamics between those two polar opposite of energies. On the 25th, you have Saturn. Saturn is ruled, rules discipline. It rules, um, Saturn previously ruled Aquarius. Aquarius is now ruled by Uranus. So it's a mixture of Saturn and Uranus when you think about um, when you think about Aquarius, right? So as, as free as they are, as humanitarian driven as they are, as, um, much as they are visionary and revolutionary and the rebel and the centric and all of these things, the genius of the Zodiac, they're also very structured and disciplined within their own right. Not the way the world wants them to be, but within their own right. So that is being a fixed energy. They too are very much so stubborn in what they feel is right. They're going to see it through their way. They're going to see it through because they have a vision that is beyond the vision of the normalities, right? They see things in a different way. They are not a water sign. They are water barriers. So they hold a lot of the water influence as far as emotional intelligence, as far as uh, spirituality, as far as being able to see things beyond the surface. Aquarian is is very much so in that water remix, but they are more in the intellectual, they're air sign. They're not a water sign. They just a water barrier, which means they pour in the water. So they don't hold on to the emotion. They intellectualize it and then grow from there. So with Saturn, the planet of discipline, the planet of authority, the planet of structure, the planet of, um, all things core, right? Saturn has been in Capricorn, but has been in Aquarius 
for since December of 2020. Saturn is going against Venus and Mercury, which is in Taurus on the 25th, right? Venus was previous. Venus entered into Taurus on the 14th. Mercury entered into Taurus on the 19th. And um, Venus loves being in Taurus. Venus rules Taurus. So it loves that. It loves all about, you know, listen to part one if you want to know more about the Venus and Taurus um, aspect, but they love, love, love being in each other. There's, that's a, that's a relationship match made in heaven because they belong to each other. Then Mercury communicating, you know, learning. I just explained to you guys, the Mercury transit going into Taurus. Now you have Saturn, which is the planet again about discipline. It's the planet about, you know, as I just stated to you, authority, right? It's very masculine energy in Aquarius, battling against Venus and Mercury in Taurus. This is going to bring a lot of emotional distance, emotional aloofness, emotional discipline from afar. It is going to make a lot of the things that you thought you knew, because again, Aquarius is all about the intellect. It's all about the mind. So it's not about emotion. It's about the mind. It's about what it thinks it feels, not what it feels it feels, right? So it's thinking and the intransience of this transit is going to be very difficult for a slow moving, deeply penetrating energy as Taurus, because when it's meeting with Saturn in Aquarius, it's going to cause abrupt changes, shifts. Um, and again, Taurus does not like being pushed, pulled, rushed, and not prepared in situations it's being forced to share or show up in. So this can cause a lot of pessimism. Now, again, we got this full moon that's happening on the 27th. So it's already this luring of pessimism and darkness and mystique and mysterious type of energy is already luring. So you could find yourself really in this space where you're teetering between being very, very sarcastic and pessimistic and then unnaturally optimistic and positive, right? Like, you're not even looking at reality. You're just focused on being optimistic in an illusion. Neptune is in Pisces. So that's more of the luring effect of confusion, not clear on what you're looking at, what you're dealing with and what you're seeing. And with Aquarian energy, with Saturn being in in Aquarius and we're having Uranus, that is all about lightning bolts. It's changes, it's shifts. It's, it's never you're never in the space to prepare for Uranian energy. It's like lightning. So you're experiencing these sudden shifts and changes at a pace that is uncomfortable when you're coming into this Taurus season where you're accustomed to being, you're trying to get back grounded because you just came out of this fire and you're trying to really find your fitting and your footing. And it's difficult to, because as soon as you think you have, boom, boom, things change. Not only do things change, they change on a core level because it's Saturn, right? They're changing abruptly. They're changing in innovative ways. They're changing intellectually. 
and you don't know what to feel about it because it's detached emotionally. It is really, really dismantling of a system of a patriarchy. It deals with government. It deals with uh, finances. It deals with anything that's affecting the structure of humanity and yourself. And so this is, this is where we're getting to this, this dark space, this very, um, uncomfortable, uncomfortable space, this almost like, okay, just when I thought I could express myself, just when I thought I had my fitting, just when I thought I understood now I don't, I'm lost. I'm confused. And it it makes you go within. It wants you, it makes you want to want to isolate. Um, you're not true. You're not sure what to trust. You become impatient. You become just filled with all these misunderstandings and these lack of understandings and these not a, these lack of abilities to cohesively understand or agree or communicate because it's like everything is happening once again at a pace you are not comfortable with because you're not at a space where you're able to understand that thing just because you found your spot in the soil and that may be a good spot you've put all your stuff in this spot and the grounding is still shifting So that may be your spot, but it won't be positioned the way that you want it to be positioned because again, the ground is still shifting. So you're having to work through this instability in a way that keeps you connected to where it is you think you belong, even though you still belong there. It just won't be where you thought you would be when you set your things in that place or you you put yourself there, right? So... This is going to bring a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear-based thought processes and and actions. So during this time, please be very careful, mindful, and go within what you know and what is for real stable in your life because everything outside of that is going to change. And this can be in matters of your career, matters of your social status, your friend groups, the way that you view your friend groups, the way you view your career, the way you view your life, the way you view what it is that you thought you wanted. All of these things are changing. All of these things are shifting and nothing is going to be the same. And because nothing is going to be the same and everything is changing, it is going to put you in a space that makes it immensely uncomfortable for you to be what you were before. And so understand that this is on a path to push us forward globally, but also more so internally. It's pushing you beyond who you were. When this is over, when you look at the end of this year, you're going to realize that you are definitely not the person you were when when 2019 ended. You are not the same person, almost to the point where you don't even recognize your life. It is so different. but there, before it gets to that space, there's all of these little things that have to happen in between. And Saturn is here to remind us, like I said, with Pluto um, entering into Capricorn, well, Pluto was already in Capricorn. Uh, with Pluto being in Capricorn, Pluto's been very quiet, right? Pluto and Saturn tore 2020 up. Jupiter tore, they tore 2020 up. They gave us what we knew we we knew was needing to happen, but weren't prepared to have happen. And we could have never anticipated the depth that it was going to go. We don't control Saturn, right? We don't control any of that. So here we are 
Saturn is yet again busy and Pluto is about to be in retrograde. Shit's about to get right back crazy because not because it ended the crazy, but because it we stopped paying attention to what mattered. Well, I didn't, but a lot of us didn't, but a lot of us did. So we're here yet again to revisit what we have ignored. During this time, you may find yourself seeing a lot of riots, seeing a lot of protests, seeing a lot of agitation, seeing a lot of miscommunication, seeing a lot of a fluid drama because it has to be. So mind the business that minds yourself, that minds you, stay away from unnecessary conflict and allow yourself to ground yourself in soil that you know without a shadow of a doubt is not moving. That is where you need to remain the closest to, not planet to to where you can't grow from it, but just get yourself near what is for sure, because it's the only thing that you're gonna be able to hold on to during all of these shifts, changes in Uranian effects, right? So on, when did I say, okay, so that's the 20, that's the 25th or on around the 25th, gushing us into the 27th up until the end of the month, up until, um, this energy is going to carry us until with Pluto being in retrograde on the 27th, the same day of the full moon, this energy is going to last uh, a while because, um, you may start to see resurgence in numbers. It may bring out more like by fall, we're going to see all of the work that we should have been doing that we didn't do. And we're going to have to deal with the repercussions once Pluto goes out of retrograde. That's just, that's just, that's just so enjoy what you can enjoy right now. Cause Oh, it's coming. Okay. Um, April 27th, Pluto begins its retrograde in its Capricorn. It's in Capricorn. And I spoke about Pluto in Capricorn. Um, already so I want to give you guys a bit of I spoke about this on the part one on April 16th with Aries going against Pluto and Capricorn I gave a bit of an understanding of what Pluto and Capricorn what this means 2020 is is Pluto and Capricorn Saturn and Capricorn Jupiter and Capricorn um Pluto is about death transformation and rebirth Okay. Capricorn is all about structure. It is all about how does this work? How does this make sense? What are we doing? What, how is this going to play out? Practically putting plan together to make it happen. And that's hard. It's hard because it confuses you, but it, it just destroys everything you thought you knew and everything you thought you wanted. And, oh, you know, it's, it's a lot. And I am so glad that I haven't gotten out of this energy because I haven't gotten too far away from reality a lot of people have gotten if you look around in the world you see people have gotten away from reality and they've assumed and and thought and wanted to live life as if everything is changing and everything is better and we're in a better space we haven't dealt with the shit we need to deal we haven't even dealt with the full repercussions of what has happened in 2020 let alone be out of the effects of it let alone be out of the danger zone so be very careful um is all i'm gonna say for this pluto going into retrograde we know that retrograde is where it's not going to really make a huge difference in play in Pluto because Pluto is already slow. So because Pluto is the slowest moving planet, Pluto doesn't really, um, speed up 
So with it being in retrograde, it's just like almost where it stopped, right? Um, it's 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 not it's just moving back through. So like on on the first part when I, I use the example of the knife going into the watermelon and you're cutting trying to get the watermelon to half, right? So you're cutting and you're going deeper and you're going deeper and you're going deeper and the juice is all this and this. So then you stop. And then you take that knife and you move it in the backward motion, right? But it's so slow. So it's not really moving backwards. It's just going deeper in a different angle is how I would describe a retrograde. It's like going, especially with Pluto, it's like going deeper in a different angle and it's not coming up out of that space that it's deeply penetrating. It's like, oh, I found this space I need to really go deeper into. And so that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to penetrate it deeper. And I'm going to go, I'm already going slow. And with retrograde, I'm going a little bit slower. So I'm just going to sit in this uncomfortable spot. And I'm going to keep moving it. And I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to keep doing it until Pluto goes out of retrograde. And... All I can say is during this time, you may find yourself dealing with a lot of suppressed anger. You may find yourself going into, you're you're dealing with a lot of people because it's going to be in retrograde until October, October 6th, 2021. Um, I don't know why this just made me want to instantly like tear up. It really did. It really did. Um, Pluto is again about death, transformation, rebirth. And when you're dealing with something that affects our lives in the magnitude that Pluto affects our lives, you find yourself dealing with a lot of pain and trauma. Okay. Now I told you that Mars is a, I mean, I'm sorry. I told you Pluto is a very slow moving, very slow moving. And Pluto is described as the father of the phoenix. Okay. (sighs) Let me drink something. Drink something, drink something. What is going to happen between Pluto being retrograded and Pluto going back direct? First of all, Pluto retrogrades, you start to feel the effects 
of a retrograde two weeks before the retrograde actually happens and all the way up until two weeks after it ends there's called a shadow period what hap- what's going to take place between retrogrades are about revisiting revisiting rebalancing regurgitating what happened during a cycle that moved forward so what is going to occur what is going to be brought up with this undercurrent of Pluto going retrograde from the 27th well about the 20 about the 14th 15th so around the time that we began to have um, April 16th so around the time that the Pluto that Pluto goes into Capricorn um, squaring Sun and Aries right on around the 16th so from the 16th to the 27th when it actually begins its retrograde so from the 16th to October the 20th I say the 20th what is going to occur between this time frame is going to first of all it's going retrograde the same day of the full moon in Scorpio this is a lot of intensity this is a lot of what's hidden being released this is a lot of bringing out to the forefront this is why people have been under this illusion of things being better things going forward everything is great I'm sorry but if you haven't taken heed and you haven't paid attention and you haven't been moving with precautions and you haven't been protecting yourself and keeping yourself safe and making sure that you are fundamentally fundamentally in a place of stability of some sort this is going to really really it's going to be difficult for everyone but it's really going to be difficult for you so whatever you have not done whatever you have lacked in doing whatever you have neglected or assumed didn't matter i would highly 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 suggest you take an account as of today or as soon as possible ways of making sure that you're in a space where you can have some kind of cushion and protection. I'm not speaking about physical protection. I'm speaking about protection when it comes to stability. You know what happened in 2020. This is just 2.0. So you're not being blindsided by what we've already known exists and what is out here and what's happened and how this has affected the world. But the ignorance in assuming that everything is normal and nothing is changed and we can go back to how we live life prior to, I'm here to tell you, you will be reaping a lot of seeds because during this time, you've still been sowing seeds and you've been using, you know, not doing your best at seed sowing. Like I said, Pluto... This is absolutely going to create more destruction. It's the overlooking of the things that we know existed and didn't pay attention to. It's the undercurrent that has been there that we've avoided and we've refused to take heed to. This is the ignoring of the obvious. This is everything. 
and it's setting us back to move us forward. But you don't just wake up and decide to move forward. We're going to be set back in the slowest, most difficult way possible. But it's going to bring a little bit of, it's going to bring us a little bit closer to where we're needing to go. This is going to help you in redefining even more so of what's important to you. Um, Redefining what you feel. Redefining what matters. It's going to really change. It's going to really change. Now, try to do a lot of things that bring you optimism, bring you a little peace. Find a routine that's simpler. If you've gotten back in the routine of going out, doing your thing, and you got to be out and busy to feel like you are in a good space, you're going to suffer during this time. So I would suggest you wheeling it back in. Um, I would suggest you finding some peace within yourself, figuring out smaller ways and simplifying ways um, um, to bring a little joy and happiness back into your life. Because if you've gone back to living your normal, doing the things that you normally would do, jumping on flights, going to places, you know, just living your life, living it up. This is going to be a very difficult transit for you because you haven't learned the lesson. The biggest lesson is understanding that it's about the simplifying of joy, peace, happiness, all of those things. And if you can't contain it within your hands and if you can't contain it within your heart and you're looking for that outside of yourself, I am so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. This is going to be difficult for you. This is about being consciously aware. Okay. Because Saturn goes retrograde in May, May 23rd to October 11th. So we're going to have Saturn in in Aquarius retrograding, and then we're going to already have Pluto retrograding, and then we're going to have Mercury retrograding soon after. We're about to go into retrograde season, and with Saturn, I I mean, I'll speak about that later in May. (laughs) Just know I need you guys to prepare yourself for changes, shifts, and this is not something you can surfacely escape. This is definitely something that is occurring, that is going to occur. A lot of what we've already seen, a lot of what we already know, a lot of what already exists. This is just about being prepared for that. This is the stretch, the next stretch that we're needing to get to where we're needing to go. Okay, seriously. This is about finding some peace, finding some balance, finding some, you know, ways of coping, finding some ways of evolving, finding some ways of exploration so that you can gain a bit of a prosperity and a, and a, and a sense of peace while everything is um, 
this is back to that earth song video like last year theme for me was earth song the michael jackson earth song that video was exactly what we felt and what we were living through and this is more like stranger in moscow type of you know we are definitely in for another form of the ride okay um Just be, 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 be very careful, be very mindful and allow yourself to really, really be conscious of what it is that you're setting forward and how you have been neglecting certain parts that are needed. We have a lot of retrogrades happening. It is all about taking back our, our power and our understanding of self and trying to really, really learn a new way of existing. Um, that doesn't require us to continuously go down these rabbit holes and lose ourselves in the process. Okay. So this is all I want to, I'm going to say about this part. We have a lot that's going on. Pluto is definitely going to change some things. Pluto is definitely the second half is going to be very, very, very hard, um, for a lot of people, but it is necessary. It's something we need. It's something that's important. It's something that we cannot ignore. So please be patient with yourself build on where you're needing to build and allow yourself to see these things play through but create your sense of peace create your sense of stability and create your sense of awareness for yourself begin to put into progress what it is that you're needing for yourself okay I love you guys. I love you guys. And as we get closer to the retrograde, I will definitely do more episodes to give you a bit of a, a awareness of, of what's happening. But just be patient with yourself. Be very uh, gentle with yourself and understanding of what's occurring. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you for all of your support to all my Taurus babies. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. This is going to be an interesting season for sure. But I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I'm honored that you continue to um, use me and be allow me to be used as a vessel in your life. Okay. To our next daily dose of energy. This has been the part two of your April astrological overview. I cannot wait to devil into maze. It's going to be another form of rebirth right so i love you guys until next time bye